Greetings, and welcome to Planet Verloc. I am your host, Tom Verloc. Tonight's podcast is about high-low elite magic and the question of greatness, self-empowerment, and the pursuit of happiness in life. So, well, you know, I was thinking, what does make one truly great? Have you ever asked yourself that question? You know, what makes some people seem great, and then the majority of us sitting here scratching our heads going, hmm, I wonder, I wonder how I could be great. What does it even mean? What on earth does it mean to be great? Well, I thought I'd draw us a sketch and also tie into this, how does magic answer the question of greatness? So, without further ado, let us begin. All right, so there are those in the world who think, write, read, labor, invent, and innovate. Then we have those who simply siphon the energy of the world for themselves, and we call that latter group of people, a very small group, the controllers. So I'd say we have average people, great people, uh, somewhere in between. We have helpless people, and then there are the elite vampires at the top of the pyramid. But what am I going on about? Well, because our interest here is in psionics, I thought before I delve too deep into tonight's topic, I might illustrate for us from a high-level perspective about greatness and the balance in the way we think and use psionics by referring to a story. And this story is stretched out, it, it, it spans through three books. It's a trilogy called The Skylark of Space. I believe it was written back in the 1950s by E.E. E. Doc Smith. Well, Doc Smith tells us a story in this trilogy of a hero and a villain. Now, the hero, his name is Seton, and he's a physicist. And he discovers a way to liberate copper. And when he shows this result from his experiments to a friend of his who happens to be a very wealthy man, they team up together and build a spaceship. And they call the spaceship the Skylark. Well, as it would be, as, <laughs> as any story would have it, there is a villain and the villain's name is Dr. Duquesne. Well, Dr. Duquesne is hell-bent on destroying Seton, stealing his idea, and basically making a lot of money and taking over. And he's, you know, he's basically like a control freak, to a, to a sense. As these novels play out, we see both the strength and weakness of both the hero and the villain. So that the Hero's strength, of course, is his creativity, innovation, his loyalty and dedication to his work and to his friends. So he's a very humanitarian guy, but he's also a strong man, too. He doesn't take any crap from Dr. Duquesne. However, Seton has sort of 
one weakness is where he begins to sympathize with Dr. Duquesne. And as all human beings do, we want to get along. Well, Dr. Duquesne is the opposite. He does not want to get along. He has no intention of it. He only agrees to work his, uh, act as a member of the party, in his own words, until a certain time. And then he's going to go his own way, and it's back to uh, conflict once again. Now, the villain's strength, Dr. Duquesne's strength in this story, is that he's absolutely fearless. He is a man who has full control of himself, mastery of himself, even in the darkest situation where uh, in one point in the story, for example, they're going to be swallowed up by a black hole. They're stuck in the event horizon and they don't have enough copper to fuel the spaceship to make a breakaway. And he's the only one on the ship who doesn't panic and says, well, we're not finished yet. As long as I'm alive, I can think. So he's a very, that, that is his strength. Now, his weakness, of course, is he doesn't build up very good friendships. However, he does build up a certain degree of respect. And that respect can be misunderstood for human companionship. So what I take from this story, and I suppose I should tell you the end in the trilogy, Dr. Duquesne is the champion in the end of the story. He defeats Dr. Seton and Dr. Seton's friend uh, Reynolds, and they and basically Duquesne is, is the winner champion of the story. So it's kind of a bad end for the heroes. The mistake that the heroes made was trying to identify with the villain as not a villain, for that is what he was in the story. They tried to make him a human being. And so the distinguishment needed to be set in stone for Seton in the beginning, where he should have always really firmly had in mind, without a shadow of a doubt, that Dr. Duquesne needs to be killed in the end of that story. But unfortunately, Dr. Duquesne outsmarts them, and he wins. So Doc E.E. E. Smith, the author, shows us where psionics begins and where it can end. For those of us practicing psionics today, I think we need to find that middle ground where we can be both like the hero and the villain at the same time and have the strengths of both. But I digress. What is all this about? What is greatness? What's the high-low elite magic? Well, first of all, I want to let you know that you, my friends, I want you to be happy. But that happiness will come from a realization of what I call the magical lifestyle. And I wrote about this in my book, Keep the Magic High. You may download this book from my shop for only $4.99. You know, I know about this because I practice a daily living in this magical lifestyle, personally. Every day I surround myself in my mental power and magic. I live and breathe this magic. Whatever the external influences, the distractions of the day, I shut them out by refocusing my mind on what I want my life to be. And I simply reaffirm to myself that what I want already is. And in 
process. I find satisfaction in the small accomplishments and the magical insights of coincidence and synchronicity that is delightfully populated along the path of the psionic magician. Once you start this path, you will feel as if you are a character leaping off the page of a comic book, and reality will never be the same for you again. But what is the high-low elite magic? Why is that important to us to understand right now? In my honorable opinion, the universe has a gradation effect, the grayscale, if you will, throughout and in all things, whether they be curved or linear, symmetrical or asymmetrical, tiny or colossal, known or unknown, or yet to be known. But what we can safely presume, that the majority of spirits that might be summoned in magical operations are going to land on one side of the fence that is between high and low magic, depending upon our approach. Not so much the spirit or sigil or glyphs of that spirit, but more so in our approach and intent. Now, let us define our terms. Again, we are speaking of high and low magic. The low magic involves the employment of servitors, those spirits that are in our service to do things on our behalf. The high magic aims at self-transformation, and through psionics, eventually the very, very high magic takes one to transcendence. That's the big exit off of this rock, so to speak. Now, having a realization of these differences in magic, the well-practiced magician or psionicist has a degree of respect for both the high and the low magic and the spirits therein, thereof. This sets us apart from the so-called elite who plunder and pillage the earth for its resources and set man against man, nation against nation. You know, the problem with the elite is that there is this cutthroat mentality of spiritual lowliness which divides, trims off their numbers until they are so lost there is not prosperity for them. For there can be no prospects for one who climbs so high only to cut the rope ladder behind him, beneath him, so that none other can climb as high. To defeat the aspiring souls behind him trying to climb defeats the man himself, the man in the high castle, so to speak. He climbs high, but he is still spiritually very low. All that remains for him of the elite is to siphon the life force and energies of the planet, for he ceases to be one with the life-giving force. Exiled, a perversion of nature, a parasite of the young and would-be healthy spirits of the planet. Yes, a perversion of both nature and society. We have no love for them. We owe them nothing. Establish that in your mind now. In my club and in my books, I teach a blending of the high and low magic in a pursuit called Verloc Psionic Magic. So I would like to invite more of my friends listening to this podcast to join me there. 
Verloc.club and help support my cause to transform the world through empowering our friends, individuals. Like Seton in the book Skylark Duquesne, we want our friends to be empowered. But learning from his mistake, we must not confuse respect with the same kind of humanity that we expect from our fellows. Before I leave you tonight, I want to ask you to picture this. When next you see a man or a woman who you have conflict with, whether it be at work or school, a neighbor or relative, try to see that person as what they must have looked like as an infant. Try to see them as a baby, a toddler, a baby, a child. See his or her beginning in the world. But do this without thinking why. Just give it a try and then write down what you what your impressions are in your journal of self-discovery and magic. I think you'll find that we are not so very different most of the time, with the exception of villains like Dr. Duquesne and the terrible, tyrannical, elite vampires of the world. We must not identify with them. And that there are those in the world who would have man defeat himself, yes. You must choose now what you want to be, so if you're going to be self-made, responsible, empowered, and joyful in the pursuit of your destiny, then my arms are open to you, and I invite you to join me. With all of this being said, may I now make the attempt to answer the question at the beginning of this podcast, what makes one truly great? I believe the answer is self-awareness. The more conscious we become, the more aware that one is, the greater he becomes than he or she had been before. But, in contrast where the elite air is in the comparing of external differences, for instance, they are greater because they have the wealth and bloodlines which others do not. I disagree with these elite. I think that I am great because I have watched myself advance from good to better and from pretty damn great to really great. And this is not a measurement by anyone else's standards. Greatness is something that we have within us, all of us. Everyone on this planet has greatness. It is inside you. When you stop comparing your worthiness to someone else, then you will blossom, your talents, beauty, and fortunes will simply unfold. Well, this concludes our merry little gathering in the hallowed hours this evening for Lokians, lords and ladies. And I want to thank you for joining me tonight on Planet Verlox Annex Podcast. And, you know, as always... Until next time we meet up, keep the magic high. This is Air Doctor Von Verloc, signing out. <laughs>